Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Cleveland from Washington State. I'm with my good friend and brother in ministry, Eric Hurt. And Eric, we have a special guest today that we're excited to have uh, with us. Would you like to introduce him? Yes, I would, Mike. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you and uh, with our one of our latest uh, mentor in training, uh, Anton. And Anton, it's so good to have you here. Anton went through the mentorship course and is now a mentor in training with Setting Captives Free. And he is uh, just loves uh, the cross of Jesus Christ. And he's here to celebrate with us today. So Anton, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, brother. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for, uh, you know, just being available to share what uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has done in your heart and life, brother. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our, our time together and, and for others to hear. Amen. You've got a wonderful story, uh, Anton, and we're looking forward to hearing it. And I thought we would take uh, a passage of Scripture and go through it together as a way of um, illustrating your testimony. So we have decided to go through 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, we'll start with verse 3, and let's just read these scriptures and talk about it together. Uh, so if you guys are ready, uh, Anton, do you have your Bible? You want to read the first verse, verse 3? Sure. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. So we've, we've seen right away here that the gospel uh, is that which can bring people to life. However, if it is veiled, then uh, people are perishing. And so we see the emphasis on the gospel. Um, what do you think it means, guys, to have the gospel veiled? What is that a reference to, or what does that mean? Have you ever been there in your own life, having the gospel veiled? Uh, how about you, Anton? Yeah, I think for me, there's, uh, you know, growing up, the seasons of, of life where, yes, I understood the gospel. I understood the gospel maybe intellectually, but I think I, I, there are definitely those seasons, especially in, in, in those those seasons of where I was captive to, um, you know, using pornography, like the, the power of the gospel was veiled. It wasn't shining. It wasn't, it wasn't having a, um, not that it didn't have power, but it was, I, I wasn't allowing it to penetrate my heart. It was covered. And, um, and so that's kind of how I see that, you know, um, uh, I was suffering. I was perishing, so to speak, in, in, in the depths of my sin. You use that word perishing. It reminds me of First Corinthians one eighteen. It says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So mm -hmm. the, the 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 whole importance that we're seeing here is that the gospel is giving light to us. It is shining in our hearts. It is instructing us. It is 
It is warming our hearts with the love of God. And, and if it's veiled, it does none of those things, and we're just living in sin. Um, and Eric, the next verse talks about Satan's role in all mm. this. And, and if you have that there, can you read verse 4? Sure, brother. Uh, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And here we see that, uh, you know, the gospel is unveiled. It's made clear to us through Christ. And there's only one thing uh, that the enemy really wants to blind our minds and hearts to, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Anton, at one point, uh, the enemy had blinded your mind and your heart uh, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, hadn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 uh, definitely blinded me from seeing that, and then in fact uh, made me only see my sin, made me only see myself, you know, and 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 um, even through uh, you know the lures of sin to like only look for look out for my own interests, and so um, you know this is this is this is banging on describing. Um, describing that life that that I that I had was I just I was not able to um, lift I, I didn't lift my eyes or unable to see um, see Christ I just only saw my my sin and, and the shame that that surrounded um, came with the sin. How, how long would you say this period lasted in your life, or, or Anton, or was this basically from birth on? No, I would say, uh, I mean, when I first, uh, if I may say that I accidentally stumbled on pornography, you know, it was an accident of, I saw this one, I saw this one image um, in a book and, and then, you know, it, it kind of went from there. Then, you know, the computer entered the house and then access to the internet. And so like it was, uh, it was just a, a starting as a, like, you know, probably around grade eight. And then it was just something that was uh a dark area of my life that I kept pretty hidden. Um, that was not, um, I did not let any one or let the gospel into that area of my life. Um, you know, as I, you know, heading into high school and into university. So even, even as I was leading up to my marriage, this was something kept quite private. Uh, didn't even, didn't even disclose it to my wife, my then fiance. Were you a professing Christian at this time? I was, yeah, I was. Um, you know, I was wanting, I was professing Christian. I was trying to help others uh, discover God. Um, but I was, uh, there were seasons, and there were seasons where I, I experienced, you know, purity. Um, but then I, I, there were then seasons I kind of fell back, or I, I just kind of got captured back into, um, into into the sin um, related to pornography. Um, and so in many ways, I don't know if I was truly experiencing freedom because I think looking back, there was some deeper issues, you know, pornography is sin, but there were some even deeper sins that were driving that, that I only came to understand, um, you know, shortly after, uh, you know, two months in, into marriage. Um, what, what deeper sins would you describe? Yeah, it was, uh, I realized that I have been someone that wants control of my life. And when life doesn't go the way I planned, when when things are uh, out of control, I 
you know, reach that point of stress. And so I would turn to something that I could control or at least had the allure of control. And I think that's what pornography um, kind of offers. Oh, hey, you can control things through the fantasy, uh, in, in, the, in the fantasy of your mind. And it, it offered it only temporarily. And it just left you still empty. You still had to come back to reality. You still had to come back to the fact that you had exams to study for. You still had to come back to the fact that, um, uh, you know, your father-in-law passed away, you know, that you're moving these stressful points in life. And, and so I was trying to hold, take control of my life when I really didn't have control. And so the breakthrough for me was realizing the gospel actually says to me, Anton, yes, you're right. You don't have control. Your life is 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 is, is a mess, but God is control. You know, when Christ died on the on the cross, it seems like nothing's in control, but God, in fact, was in control. And I think that's like the power of understanding that is amazingly free. That I can then in in all life, in seasons of life, in, in the high times and the low times. I can look to the cross and see God is in control. If God is in control at the cross, then he can truly, he can, he is in control in my, in my life right now. It may not look like it from my perspective, but God sees everything and he is in control. And, um, you know, and, and in many ways, I think that traces back to even like, you know, the, 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 the garden of Eden, you know, there was the lure of, Hey, Adam, you know, the serpent speaking to Adam, and he, hey, you can take control of your lives. You don't need God. You can take control of your lives. And so in many ways, I look at my life. Yeah, that was the, that's, that's the, almost the anthem of my life. Take control of your life. You can do it. You can do it. And, and you know, that, that, that the fight to, for purity was in many ways often done in my own strength, in my own power, you know, change this, change, change these behaviors. Um, but I, I, I wasn't, I didn't understand I uh, didn't see how the gospel speaks to freeing me from um, from pornography or from the captive of longing for control. So, yeah, that is, it, it's amazing. You describe yourself as a professing Christian, you know. But if you look at this verse in verse four, it says they cannot see the light of the gospel. They might see the gospel. I I was sort of like you, Anton, in the sense of you know walking into a hotel room and for the first time seeing a little box on top of the TV. And um, just started pushing the buttons on that box and out popped pornography. Um, and I was a professing Christian. I could tell you, oh, yeah, Jesus died for my sins and, and rose from the dead. You know, <clears throat> that's just the basics. I, I understand. I didn't see the light of the gospel. It didn't penetrate to, to remove the darkness from my heart. It, it just was information that I had. And as you know, information is not transformation. And so um, this is describing you and I in this passage, uh, and Eric as well. Um, Eric, I think you have uh, described that you were a professing Christian. You knew the gospel. You went to church and so forth uh, like, like we did. But you didn't have the light, the penetrating, darkness-removing light of the gospel, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, Anton, I really appreciate what you said because you you described our lives too, brother. The whole family of sin moved in and it just brought you down deeper in darkness. And um, it wasn't until uh, you had seen the cross where the veil was removed and you were set free, brother. You had died with Christ and raised to new life. And it's so good to hear uh, your testimony, brother, of how this transformation took place. Like we're talking about the light 
of the, the gospel of the glory of Christ found uh, in the face of Jesus Christ shown into your, into your heart, brother, and, and made you new. And mm-hmm. it's wonderful to hear, brother. Yeah, and I, I thank God for his grace. You know, it was, you know, that point we were less, me and uh, my wife, we were less than two months married and, uh, and I was too deep in the, in my shame and guilt that I, I couldn't even, I just couldn't, you know, muster up, I guess the courage you can say to, to even say, tell her that. So um, it was God revealing to her in, in a dream. And, um, and, and then she asked me, you know, point blank one morning, have you looked at pornography? And boom, like I, I had, I, I acknowledge that and uh and it it was man that was that was goodbye honeymoon uh stage right so uh, but that is god's grace um because he saw I was unable and he he intervened in a very um powerful way to get me to a point where I would really see the destruction of my sin what it was doing to relationships and um and and moving me towards that journey of 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 seeing the light of the gospel and seeing the cross and, and, and finding, um, finding freedom in, in Jesus. Amen, Anton. Um, and so talk about that for just a minute, as far as, um, you know, what does the cross of Jesus Christ do for you in a situation where you have claimed to already know it, you've uh, you were, you know, witnessing to other people, and yet you had this secret life, as we all did, where we were living in darkness. We were in bondage and captivity. Um, and and how did the cross of Jesus? What did it say to you in that that actually has drawn you out of sin? Mm-hmm. Understanding that um, you know Jesus took on um, the humiliation and the suffering that that i experienced in my sin you know um to to be there stripped and beaten and alone um you know the cross he 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 endured he didn't just die immediately like he endured all that humiliation and ridicule and and shame and to to know that he he did that because he did that for me he did that out of love for me um he knew he did that because he wanted to restore um, the relationship between God's creation and, and God the Creator, and and to to find that that wholeness again. And so, you know, I think looking at the cross and seeing how it it uh, the God and the gospel, it, it 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 is there to transform all of my life. It is not simply there to transform how I how I study or how I work, but it is there to transform all aspects my 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 sexuality my 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 attitudes my my how i spend money and and that's it's it's freeing us to really embrace all that god wants us to be and that is that is um not enslaved in sin i love how you said anton how um the cross enveloped all your life uh just like jesus took all of our sin every one of them and became sin for us, brother. I mean, he took, became sin, removed it from you, placed it upon himself, and nailed it as the legal document, canceled against you, brother, and then clothed you in his righteousness. Isn't that something, brother? I mean, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
as, yeah, just that's. I mean, you're just quoting from Second Corinthians, um, you know, uh, chapter five, verse twenty-one. For our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might come, become the righteousness of God. I mean, that's it's amazing. That's just humbling and amazing. And it's it just loves us out of our sin. As you said, Anton, to see Jesus suffering uh, because of His love for you because he was fulfilling the righteous demands of the law and, and taking the just punishment of God, of a holy God upon himself. It, it, it just changes us at the core of our being. And, you know, this is why the programs of man don't work because they don't have the power to change the heart. And if you look at verse six, notice the emphasis on the heart. Uh, if you have that, Anton, can you read Second Corinthians four six? For God, who said, "Let light shine out of darkness," has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So, how does it affect our heart? You know, when I go back to talking about that sense of control, you know, when things are out of control. Um, you know, when, when the waves are, are, are crashing down on you, you know, when you feel like you're sinking, you know, um, the gospel can calm the heart. You know, the gospel says, Hey, you don't, you don't have control, but I can, you know, it's Jesus saying, Hey, I control all things. I will calm the waters, uh, all around you. And I, I have the power to do that. And, um, and I think that is, that is, uh, sometimes that is the, you know, the condition of our heart. We're restless, we're anxious and, and we, we don't, we're, 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 yeah, we, we look around and, and we just want, we panic and, and we're just grappling for control. And so, um, when I think about the light, you know, there's a, I just think of that, the calming light, you know, the, the sunset, you know, or, or the sun rising, there's this calmness to the, to the light as it, as it penetrates over the entire horizon, right? You look at a, you look at a sunset, like you don't, you can't help but feel calm and, and, and peace. And I think there's that, that is something that is given or something that is experienced as a result of, of the light of the gospel of Christ in our hearts. That's an excellent point. Um, and so the, the, the main thing we want to see is that the heart is affected where the light drives out the darkness from our hearts. Uh, so there's a change in the heart from darkness to light uh, when we look to the cross of Christ. And so the wonderful thing is that the gospel and the gospel alone is what affects our hearts. And when our hearts are changed, our lives are changed. Uh, Eric, in verse 6, it's talking about a specific event in history, isn't it? For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. That's a reference to a specific event in history. What event is he referring to here? Oh, well, that's the, uh, that's the creation event uh, that we see here, let light shine out of darkness. Uh, it's, it's like our lives were buried in the depth of the sea. Uh, you know, we were down deep, Mike, in the darkness and with no hope and no help. Uh, but God who said, let uh, light shine out of darkness, uh, reference to the creation and uh, is us raising up out of that darkness when he shines the glory of the gospel into our hearts, brother, we become new creations where we raise up uh, as, as, the, uh, as the dry ground appeared on the third day uh, and bore fruit. 
And what does that sound like? That sounds like the believer's life. We were down in the darkness and we were raised on the third day. And so uh, it's just wonderful that everything changes. Uh, the gospel changes everything. Uh, just like we're hearing from Anton, not just impurity uh, in Anton's life, but absolutely everything. Why? Because his heart has been cut and healed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're hearing the celebration uh, of a new life, of a new creation. And I can assure you that he has a new marriage uh, and a new family. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is just wonderful to celebrate with you, brothers. You know, if you, if you look at what this passage is referring us to, like you said, Eric, creation, and you, look, you go back and look at that original creation, it says three things specifically about the earth in the original creation. And those three things are all true of you and I. Uh, it says in verse 2 that the earth was in darkness and it was empty. And then mm -hmm. in verses 9 to 11, you can see the earth was buried in the waters, or what is called the, the uh, chaotic abyss. Mm -hmm. I, I like that term because that's the way my life was in, in pornography and, and just in lying and deception and um, always striving to put myself first and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. This is the chaotic abyss. So, uh, Anton, for just a minute, take those three things you know, emptiness, darkness, buried, and, and, and just what was your life really like during that time? And then we'll move on. Yeah, you know, uh, empty, the other, another word I've, I've seen um, to describe that was this void, um, you know, uh, there's an absence and, and uh, you know, a hole and, um, and it, a hole that just kind of festers and it just gnaws at you and it just it it it, it um yeah it doesn't give you rest and um you know that darkness you know i think i think about shame and, and how that there's a i tie those together um you know because I, I knew in my head like i knew um you know i knew pornography was was wrong it was it was there's there's so much wrong to it and and yet and so there's a shame um, tied to having engaged in it and used pornography for my own, you know, satisfaction. Um, yeah, it, it left you feeling alone. Like when I think about darkness, you feel alone. You could have be in a room with all these people. If it's all dark, you could still feel alone. And, and, and so that's what I think um, being in sin is like you know you can you can physically be around all these people um you know you could be the most outgoing person and yet you can still feel so alone and i think that's true of, of so many people even today is whether it's related to pornography there's there's something about our lives where we can feel so alone even when we're still surrounded by so many people i think i think about that as as darkness um it's darkness and emptiness right yeah yeah, that's right. You know, you can you can have all these people around you and have lots of friends and yet still feel so empty. You can have all this wealth and such. Um, you can, you know, shop yourself, you know, to the hills and back and, and still feel empty. And because I think it's there's something that we're trying to trying to satisfy our, our lives with things that truly cannot satisfy. That's that is the place of God, that is the place of Christ in our lives, and that's that's what the gospel is is saying is that you can't you can you cannot live your life apart from god because you you were created to be in relation 
relationship with God. That is, that is the, that is, that is it. And so um, to try and look to creation, to try and fill the void that only the creator can fill, you just left empty, you left dark, um, yeah, I left alone. And the the uh, those three things, if you look at them, so emptiness, you, you describe that, and darkness really well. Darkness, hiding, secrecy, um, and and then the earth was buried under the water. You know, when we live in sin, we're just dead in sins and trespasses. We're we're living in the lusts of our flesh. We're living for ourselves. Everything revolves around us. That's that's what it's like to be dead in sins and trespasses. But Anton, look for a minute how Jesus came into our world and took our place. Because as he went to the cross, um, it says in Philippians 2 that he emptied himself. And, and then as he was on the cross for three hours, darkness came over him. And Jesus, the light of the world, was extinguished on the cross because he had taken our sin and sin and darkness and emptiness always go together, don't they? Uh, and, and Jesus had come into our condition of emptiness and darkness, and then he was taken down from the cross, and he was buried. Um, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Mm -hmm. um, Anton, he removed your sin from you and buried it in a tomb, not only nailing it to a tree, but... Mm -hmm but carrying it away from you and burying it in a tomb. So those three things were true of Jesus uh, on the cross as well. But then on the third day in Genesis chapter one, the very first third day there ever was, there was a resurrection. Mm -hmm. uh, if you read in verses nine to 11 of Genesis one, what you see is if you guys were standing on the side, kind of looking at the earth, you know, as a profile, what you'd see is, the waters start to separate and the earth comes bursting up out of the waters like a resurrection on the third day. And that which was previously empty and in darkness and buried is now risen and it's going to begin producing fruit. Um, and Anton, that's our story, isn't it? That's not only the gospel story, mm -hmm. but that's our story. Is that it? you identify with that as well? Oh, absolutely. Yep. It, it bears fruit. Um, you know, life bears fruit, and um, and 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 definitely see that as as God takes my experience and 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 my story and is 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 taking my redeemed life to usher in for other people an opportunity to to experience life, and it doesn't always go you know the way I want to script it, but it it it, it happens, and, and it, I believe it will continue to happen that that as I um as a, you know as a father as a husband that that I there will be I can bear fruit in, in my life with regards to my wife and my sons, and then again the people around me, my neighbors, my friends, um, that the, the that the joy of of Christ would just radiate and pour out. That I'm able to love people the way Christ loved me, lo loves me, and and I think that is that is bearing fruit. Yes, and indeed, and as long as we focus on the cross, brother, that's where all the power is. The gospel is the power of God, not only salvation, but for transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, as long as you continue to to be like Moses, who lifted up the pole when the people were bitten of snakes, and said, "Look." 
as long as you continue to lift up the pole of the cross and say, look, and see what happened. That's where all the fruitfulness is. And, uh, and, and so we have just two minutes left here, brother. And so if you would speak for a minute to somebody who is where you were at years ago, uh, they are in darkness, they're empty, they feel buried in their sin with no light. Um, speak to them for just a minute. What hope can you give them today? I would say, uh, look up, look up, friend, look up, friend. There's, um, look up to the cross and look up to the, the risen Savior who, who just opens his, his hands with the wounds there and says, hey, I love you and I, I came to rescue you. I came to rescue you from the dominion of darkness that, that you are in. And I've come for for you, and and there's hope, and um, that's what I would say. Um, there's a story to be written, and to, but look up to the Savior and, and grab His hand, take His hand, and and see that He died for you. And there's just nothing greater than that. That will that will be the source of what brings about the change that you you need that you want to see in in your heart, and then. Uh, in the in the in your actions uh, of your life. Amen, Eric. We have one minute. Can you close us in prayer? Oh yes, absolutely, brother Anton. Again, thank you so much for. So let's pray, Father in heaven. We pray. Testimony. Those listening to it, Lord, look up. We're thing up. Yeah, see how you love our sin. Came into went into the darkness to rescue us. You became empty and uh, became nothing. Though equal with God, you emptied yourself all the way to death on a cross. Amazing, just incredible that you would rescue us in this incredible rescue mission of love where you pull us out of our sin. You give us a new heart, put a new spirit within us. And we're actually being transformed into the image of Christ. Thank you for this new life that you give us. Thank you for pulling us out of the darkness and setting us in your, your marvelous light, in your kingdom of light. Thank you for new life, freedom, forgiveness, love, and grace, and all the fruits of the Spirit that, that pour into us and then out to others. So may this cross and this death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, may someone see it clearly today, yeah. as Anton has described and be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.